Hi, welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. I'm Dave Pryor. Derek Heather is here, taking time out of his Friday once again. With, this is like our third or fourth time starting. So we're going to see what happens. We have a topic that I don't completely understand. So Derek is going to introduce it to us. So Derek, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about leading and lagging indicators. And we're all going to look at the camera. Because when we don't look at the camera, it looks like <laughs> we're on that. And that's weird. Okay. So we can't see each other which right. is weird too, but we're pretending. Yes. So, all right, leading and lagging indicators. What If I don't know anything about them. Yeah. So let's, let's take a big... from the basics. Let's step back. You've okay. got, we say leading and lagging indicators, and you're like, that's great, Derek. I don't even know what an indicator is. So let's talk about, you may have heard the term key performance indicators or KPIs. Yes. And so... What we're trying to look at are things that are important to the business, okay? okay? That is a KPI, a key performance indicator. From a business perspective, what is important to you? Is it making money, saving money, getting more customers? You know, those are key performance indicators, all right? Okay. Now, from those key performance indicators, so this is how it relates to leading and lagging indicators. Let's say I have... A, a key performance indicator is that we are going to make money. Or let's talk about what we usually talk about when we talk about agile and agile transformations. Um, a goal is if we think we're going to make more money, one way we can do that is by becoming more predictable. We're going to manage our customers' expectations by making and meeting commitments. So let's say I'm going to try to be predictable by delivering a bunch of features in the next release. Okay, when you deliver those features in the release, that's a lagging indicator. It already happened, right? Okay. So we can, I've heard this. That's how many horses left the barn. How many horses left the barn? It's already done. So okay. another way to paraphrase leading and lagging indicators I've heard commonly is, well, I'm trying to lose weight. Now, a lagging in indicator is if you go and you stand on the scale, there it is. There's your weight, right? It's done. Right. A leading indicator are the things that you look at that you will need to influence. Like, did I exercise? How, am I watching? What, how many calories did I consume? Did I binge eat a, a case of Twinkies on the way home? Okay. Now, okay. the lagging indicator was super easy to measure. You just dumped on the scale. The important thing, though, is the leading indicators. And the leading indicators are the things you need to influence or change or alter in order to affect the lagging indicator. So you said in the beginning that you want to know if you're going to make money or more money, increase your revenue. And so there's certain indicators that you would look at, like predictability. And I understand that, but I also think that there's a bit of a leap there. The assumption is if I become more predictable, then I will make more money. But that's not necessarily true. The thing that I wanted to touch on, where you're, what we're looking for are like indicators, symptoms, or different things that give us a sense of, does it look like these things are going to happen, right? And the only way to know that they've happened is with the lagging indicator. Did we actually increase our throughput? Did we actually make money? Whatever. Did I lose weight? So you're actually going down the right path. So the question is, is the indicator actually aligning with the goal? Does it actually answer the question? I believed that predictability will help increase revenue. Okay, well, 
I believe that there is a relationship there, but there again, it's a whole other conversation to verify if indeed predictability is influence or affecting profitability. But as for today's conversation, it's all about what we can measure and what we can improve and what should we be looking at? What should be the goal? Okay. And I'm, and I'm saying that lag, the lagging indicator or the outcome is the goal. And the goal in this case might be items being delivered in a release or making happy customers or something like that. And so if there are things that we can do to influence that lagging indicator, well, then we identify the things that will influence, and then we have to identify how we're going to measure it, right? And okay. so following me? Yeah. Okay. So uh, so that's something that recently I've been – I submitted a talk for Agile 2018 around it, wrote a blog post on it. We're talking about it today. I think it's super important that people realize that you know, there are a lot of indicators out there and not to focus on the wrong things. But that's the trick, right? It because if trick. you say to somebody coming from the traditional side of the house, you need to look at your leading indicators, they're going to be like, okay, well, I need to know that my utilization is 100%, that mm -hmm. everybody's working on at least seven projects, that mm -hmm. we have the entire pipeline full for the next 18 months, and we have no slack to handle any more work, because that way we know everybody's maxed out. We're going to get everything. Right. But and that's all they, wrong. They're, right. They're under the assumption that those leading indicators – will positively influence that lagging indicator, which they believe is going to be productivity. Okay. What I'm telling, so what we're looking at is, what really they should be looking at is the leading indicator is that, are they, is their system balanced? Is capacity and demand balanced? Not, are you maximizing your utilization? That might be, that's a that's the wrong thing to be looking at. Unless, of course, it is, we're not, Overutilizing our people, maybe that. Well, it's, it's answering a different question. It's answering the question Henry Ford was probably asking. It's not answering the question we have of knowledge workers who need Slack to be able to learn and recover. Mm -hmm. Right. Say that again for me. So, if, if the whole utilization stuff comes out of, you know, Henry Ford and all the work that was going on in the factories, when uh, I'm totally spacing on the guy's name, the measurement guy, Deming. There, no, not that Eli one. Eli Goldratt. Yeah. Not that one. Really old. The Henry Ford dude. Way back in the, the day. The Henry Ford dude. The first guy that measured workers in a factory. Damn you talk it. about him all the time. All right, we'll come back to it. I'm super it's, embarrassed. It's, okay. I'm going to make it show up in the bottom of the feed. The guy's name. Put it in a little excerpt down on the bottom. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there the assumption is people are cogs in the machine. I need to work them as hard as I can and max their output during the eight hours. I'm going to let them stay in the building while we have enough light for them to work. Then I'm going to send them home. But for us, with knowledge work, because there's a natural ebb and flow to it, because some activities require more brain power than others, and we want people to keep getting smarter and better at what they do and innovating, we mm. need to plan some slack into the system for learning and recovery. Yes. Not so max everybody out all the time. Right. Somebody was just asking me that question the other day. In order to maximize flow, knowledge workers or creative people really shouldn't be utilized more than 70%. That is, the more you utilize people beyond 70%, the more their performance deteriorates. And so, so to your point, we do want to 
maybe utilization is an important leading indicator when it comes to knowledge workers, but that we know that anything beyond 70% becomes more and more of a bad thing. Okay. But so you if, still, how do you, I mean, you're still making this leap, right? If you, if you decide, you've got a hypothesis that mm -hmm. these indicators will drive a certain type of reaction in the business and that's going to achieve the goal which you'll only be able to measure through a lagging indicator mm -hmm. if i'm a company that's trying to switch to agile yes it would seem to me that the natural question would be okay so my goal is to be agile how do i know what are the leading indicators that tell me if i'm agile and you could say well predictability well-formed backlog have different ways to measure that stable velocity but that's not actually the goal right that's actually not the goal. Right. It, being agile is not the goal. The uh, transparency, uh, increased throughput, uh, increased value delivery, uh, happier customers, those are, those are business objectives. Those are the goals. Frederick Taylor. Frederick Taylor? That's the guy. Sure. Yeah, it was Frederick. It's Fred. All along. You know, that's I, the guy that measured the workers. Sorry. Okay. I'm embarrassed, but the project manager in my brain is laughing at me right now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So, so um, anyway, so what all I'm saying is that there are two different things that we should be looking at. Uh, we should be looking at these lagging indicators, which should be higher within the organization, really the goals, the outcomes that we're trying to pursue. For business like business strategic goals. Yes. Okay. And now you can step this down several different ways you have an let's say you have a lagging indicator a lagging indicator of the organization is uh to sell more product uh and then you have inputs into that the leading indicators about well we want to sell more product we can't do that if we don't have sufficient backlog of work to sell we don't have stable teams you know things like that well sure. Those, if you step down in the organization, down to a program level or delivery team level, those wind up being, those become lagging indicators. Hey, uh, team, the higher level objective is to deliver more stuff. Um, on your level, the leading indicator from a higher level is going to be sufficient backlog ready. Well, that's a lagging indicator for you. You'll say, how much backlog do I have ready? Oh, I don't have sufficient backlog. So now you, what are the things you have to do? Now, to influence sufficient backlog, I need to do backlog grooming more often or or reprioritize my backlog. Isn't there another step in there? I mean, don't you need to like if you're talking about sufficient backlog, you've got to figure out what sufficient backlog actually is. And you've got to figure out what the impact of not having it is. So you've right. got to make mistakes there twice at least before you can realize that this is a valuable leading indicator. Right. So you, there, there are going to be experiments. You do need to run experiments within the organization to even verify, validate that these are the appropriate measurements. Okay. So you, you'll go into it saying, we believe that by having more backlog or having this much backlog, yeah. that we will increase throughput or increase flow through the, through the system of delivery, or it'll have some other outcome. Sure. Um, then the intent is, hey, at the end of the sprint or at the end of the release, well, did it have the effect that we expected it to have? Well, maybe we're measuring the wrong thing. And this is where you're, you'll hear other people comment about vanity metrics. 
You know, the intent like is not what? just vanity metrics. I know, but for the folks who aren't familiar with them, can you give an example? Oh, a vanity metric is like uh, uh, something that you look at that is relatively easy to collect and report, but it doesn't help you. Like having how many people... Like utilization, that's a good example. It's not going to help you, except Deliver. in a bad way, you know, by having your system or your team too utilized. But I'm saying vanity yeah. metrics are usually, well, how many people have registered on your blog? Well, right. that's great. It doesn't you matter. Can, it doesn't, really doesn't matter. And, and it only does matter if you can map that back up to a, a higher level objective. Okay. If the goal is to get more people to register for your blog, okay, then great. But otherwise, what's the point? How does so, it help us? So if I'm one of, let, let's say I'm somebody that's like either PMO or kind of mid to upper level, I am one of those people that came out of the what gets measured gets done camp from way mm -hmm. back in the day. They just want to measure everything with the assumption that by measuring something, it gets better, which isn't necessarily true. You're talking about the fact that these people are going to have to form hypotheses and continue to test them in the same way that a team is focused on delivering value and getting better at working together each sprint. The organization's got to be focused on getting better at understanding what metrics actually move the needle and running experiments, coming up with hypotheses and testing them over and over and over again to try to uh -huh. really figure out which is the lever that they can pull that's going to affect the change, so the biggest change. Right. Because I've, I've seen teams where they took leading indicators, that is, do you have sufficient backlog, do you have stable team, what's your velocity, what uh, are you making me in commitments, that type of thing. And they wound up making that a, those lagging indicators. Those were the focuses. Now, the reason why it, 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 they went off the rails was because they didn't talk about, well, do I have sufficient roadmap? And if I understand what the capacity and demand is of the system, that I'll have to vary, you know, I'll have to vary what I will commit to, when I commit to it, you know, it will influence my teams. They wound up focusing so much on their team and they didn't think about what was happening in a program portfolio basis. They ignored the indicators upstream. And so yeah. it was a local optimization is what I'm saying. So they tried to get as good as they could on the delivery team, but they were never going to get really good because they didn't address higher level challenges and it's a natural thing to do i mean that's a, to me that's a big part of it is these things it would be easy to say like well if we've done these seven things to this level then everything's good but mm -hmm. that's false because it doesn't necessarily mean things are good it just means you've done those things to that level to me the whole thing's about generating the conversation right right because there's an yeah. array of things you're looking at and they don't all tie together directly right they should they should, the management should be able to look at those indicators and go, wow, looks like this team is doing a great job. What would be necessary for us to be able to do this? And it doesn't directly relate to that team. The team is just what's making it possible. And so if they say, well, your metrics look great. Again, that's not the goal, but these metrics look great, but I need more out of this team. What can we right. do to get more out of that team? Well, then the metrics are just, yeah, you know, just kicking off that that conversation. Okay. I don't believe that they're measuring unless they're measuring things above that team on, say, rate of delivery or deployment or delivery to the customer. If this team is doing great, but the customer is still not getting enough, well, then what can we do here that is going to affect 
the lagging indicator of the customer getting more stuff. So if I'm in a PMO and I'm trying to come up with um, things that I can report onto the upstairs, the lagging indicators would be valuable, I would think. Uh -huh. The leading indicators would be something that I would want to be working with teams on to help them figure out what are the things that we can measure that give us give us any awareness of whether it's going to rain tomorrow or we're going to do really good or there's other things about to snap in half? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Right. I remember, again, my PMO background as well. Think of it, you know, we're going to, we've committed to deliver this project. Are we on schedule? Are we on budget? We've already committed to the scope. And so the lagging indicator is going to be on this date, at this budget, do we deliver what we committed to deliver to? The leading indicators are you are going to give you insights to say, wow, we're burning the budget pretty hot right now. What are we going to do about it before it's too late? Or we're behind schedule right now. I can see that we're not meeting our commitments as we're progressing. What are we going to do about it while we still have time to respond? Because if you don't look at those leading indicators, you have that mythical man month conversation of, Oh, we're at the end of the project. Let's just throw a lot of people at it. It'll solve the problem, right. and it won't. And so the leading indicator should give you insight, you know, that now is the time to make some changes and some experimentation to try to get us back on, on course. But again, these are experiments. Sometimes it works and work. sometimes it doesn't. But have a very controlled experiment around we're going to adjust this knob or we're going to pull this lever, and we okay. believe it'll get us back on track. So you've mentioned a couple different things to look at, like you know, stable teams, work-contested software, um, well-formed backlog. Are there other things that, let, let's try to take it sort of like a beginning level and a, maybe a medium and maybe an advanced level if you, if you know that. Since you're focused on metrics so heavily now, um, I mean, that is a big part of yeah. your job, right? The tooling thing. So yep. what are things that, that companies either should look at that they might not think to look at or, or what do they... You know, what are the starting places for these different levels? So I look at it as, you know, depending on what your organization is wired for, you know, are they focused on being predictable or are they okay. focused or, or are they trying to get faster or are they trying to discover a market? You're going to have different indicators. And so okay. let's say I'm trying to be predictable. Uh, there were traditional organizations were trying, you know, we're saying, oh, on the customer on this date, we're going to deliver this new feature. So the lagging indicator, the primary, like a primary lagging indicator is, well, items delivered on the date. That's a lagging indicator. But I have really two primary leading indicators that I look at. Okay. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, are we the plan completion? That is. As we're going toward the release, are yeah. we delivering uh, the things we said we were going to deliver? So what's the ratio of that? Okay. And so, okay. And the other one is the, the variance of the velocity tracking toward that release. And the reason why is... Wait, I want to do that again so I can cut it in. Okay. Because you're talking about earned value, Derek. No, 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 no. We're not talking about earned value. Okay, okay so maybe a little. It does, kind of it does sound a lot. So earned value is a leading indicator. Unfortunately, people use earned value. I mean, but, but okay, let's take it at a pure level. You were just talking about, 
you know, we're tracking towards a release. How much of it's done and how much schedule variance do we have? Those are the basic foundations of earned value. Earned value was was a good leading indicator until right. they used it to get more Pretty evil. It was just evil. <laughs> it became evil. It did. I mean, again, I've seen groups that they used it in order to secure more funding. They actually didn't deliver more. Um, they just used it as a mechanism to get more funding instead right. of. But but at a core level. At a core level. Am I going to make the release? Mm-hmm. How good is my plan? That's what you're talking about. Right, because we might have to adjust the plan. The intent right. is or that we want to get is my planning. Well, yeah. What, what we want to do is get the customer the most valuable things, you know, within the release. And yeah. these leading indicators will let us know earlier rather than later if we will be able to meet those commitments and we can then have a conversation with our customer. Okay. Now, now those I call primary leading indicators. Now, the thing is, is there are things that impact or influence those leading indicators. And that's where, like, do we have sufficient backlog? If we don't, we're never going to be able to meet our commitment. If we don't have a stable delivery team, we'll never be able to meet our commitment. Do we have, what about blockers or dependencies, technical business organizational dependencies? If we do, we'll never be able to meet our commitments. And so, the again, the earned value uh, that is, those are primary leading indicators, but all these other things are impacting those. Okay. So what, so to my point, remember I said that the velocity variance and plan completion were la- or leading indicators. Yeah. Those are actually lagging indicators when you think of those secondary leading indicators. So something can be both. Yes. A floor wax and a dessert topping. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It just depends on, it's, it's all perspective. Okay. So within the team within the team looking at a sprint, their velocity yes. is a lagging indicator for the organization and whether or not we're going to make the release or we have enough people it is know, working indicator. on the project. It's a leading indicator. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. Now, is there somebody whose job it is to figure out what things should be looked at and you know all of that? Like who 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 in the organization or who on the teams or is going to be the one making the decisions about this is what we look at because this seems like a massive swamp full of fake shiny coins that seem like they're going to be the ticket that that aren't so do you mean i i mean i look at leadership as primarily responsible they are, are the ones who are primarily responsible looking at this but then are you but, referring but to they, the but if, it's or tra- I, if, if it's traditional leadership right I have a whole thing in my class about it. Like if I go to a, a traditional manager and say, okay, what kind of, what do you want to see? What kind of data do you need? They mm-hmm. only have a couple answers to that question. They yeah. want that stoplight report, their utilization report, their Gantt chart. Um, and there's like one or two other things that they've always gotten. So if I ask them what indicators do you want, the answers they have are the are answers to the wrong questions. Correct. So then I, I might go to the teams and say, well, what do you guys want? And like, we want to know our velocity. We want to know that we have three sprints worth of backlog lined up, whatever. Okay, that works mm-hmm. for them, but it doesn't feed the company. So who helps management or and maybe there's no answer to this. Um, right. Who, who would I turn to? If I'm, if I'm somebody in a company listening to this thinking, yes, that totally makes sense. Whose job is it to figure this out? So I'm... I believe there's shared responsibility 
throughout the organization, the difference is the teams need to understand what is important to the co- company. Okay. Right. And the company must respect the information that's flowing up from the teams. Okay. So as long as we can all agree, I'm going to say if if the team understands the goal, the high level vision, the goal, and the higher level management executives respect the information that's flowing up from the teams, what's really happening on the ground, I think we can have some balance and we can have a conversation around this. But the, the, again, the goal is not to be agile. The goal yeah. is to deliver value for the organization or deliver on the goals of the organization, whatever those goals might be. And the people so, on the ground, the delivery team, are the ones who are executing on that vision. Right. So I so I agree with everything you're saying. Where mm-hmm. I'm coming at it from is like I don't want to suck up any of the team members' time trying to figure out what the executives want because they just they're just saying we're hungry. Um, I had one project I worked on where we had a full scrum team and I was a project manager working with the scrum team. And it wasn't a traditional project management role because there was a lot of animosity between um, IT and the business. So my job was to mm-hmm. keep them separate, but also to figure out how to feed the business. So mm-hmm. literally all I did was try to explore like what metrics could I look at, what you know, what data could I collect that would help them make choices. So. Mm-hmm. In that capacity, I was totally focused on every single sprint. What experiments can I run in terms of data that I can collect and present to management? What does it tell us about the team? What does it tell the company about the release? Mm-hmm. Um, that took a lot of time and a lot of effort. I guess the, where I was trying to get to was, is there somebody that I would tap if I'm a scrum master or a PO on a team and say, hey, go figure that out? Um, but it doesn't seem like Other that's than a me. separate role. Other than a leading agile transformation consultant, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. If you had a coach, if you had a coach, they could help you figure it out. But it's not; it's definitely not part of the Scrum team. I wouldn't expect it to be part of the traditional organization, and I wouldn't expect the PMO to know how to do it. Well, I don't believe they should know how to do it right away. They're, they have okay. to be educated around it. But honestly, I on it from manually, if someone has a major ALM tool or even if they're yeah. using even if they're using a board a physical board 15 minutes of sprint is all it takes for you to get the lagging indicator i'm sorry the leading indicators yeah 15 minutes of sprint i think and i think that is a it's worth every minute of that 15 okay. minutes because it's going to inform management so that they don't ask you ridiculous questions because now you can say our velocity has been stable for the last 3 sprints and we can deliver 50 points a sprint. If you come at me and say, I need 200 points the next sprint, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to have the data that supports it. Yeah, but all the jaded project managers are now going, well, they're just going to inflate their point scale, and they're going to totally pad their sprint, so it always looks like they're hitting 50. And that absolutely will happen if the team doesn't have safety and they don't respect what the team is providing them. So the more safety or the more trust this team can build, with the data to show this is our reality, you know, and people will then uh, they'll believe the metrics, the less they have to falsify the, the data. Yeah. It's, to but me, it's, it, yeah. it's really interesting because it seems like it's part of a bigger growing conversation about, you know, if you expand it to safety and things like that, there's lots of things that we agile people like to look at. Mm-hmm. Traditional people don't necessarily know how to look at it or what questions to ask. 
but there doesn't seem to be any steward of that. Like nobody whose job it is to create experiment maps and run experiments on what data should we track. And that well, sounds like it would be an incredibly valuable role. It's funny because I think it's part of the Scrum Master's responsibility. And, oh, and I'll do? tell you why. Okay. I, the reason why I believe it is because I believe it's a Scrum Master's responsibility to improve the system, to always be looking at ways to improve the system and get the most out of their team uh, and out of the, again, get the most out of the, out of the system of delivery. And so I think it's a responsibility to understand what the team is capable of and inspire them and yeah. and look for ways to measure the right Keep them safe. Yeah. So I think a, a linchpin of all this is the Scrum Master. I do believe that they can okay. they can use the 15 minutes because the 15 minutes can create safety for the team. Okay. Now, I say that. That might require further debate after I finish building my argument, but we can save that for another podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's different ways to do it. Um, it so does seem like a, what's that? What are your thoughts? Tell me your thoughts. Well, I guess I just worry about two things. I worry that it's going to distract the, the scrum master. It will be easy for it, like a PM coming into scrum master role to get sucked down the rabbit hole of, no, oh, I'm just going to sit here and do metrics because that feels good. I don't have to talk to people and I can, you know, whip them over the head with the metrics and tell them they're not working hard enough like animal farm. Um, and I can also see where an, an attempt to create safety and an attempt to also measure all these different things might feel people as though they were being clocked and mm. degrade the safety. And so that's I, that's why there's a part of me that's wondering if it needs to be somebody separate from the scrum team members because they all already have other stuff and having one of them be the keeper of it is sort of like, well... I'm the fox that's allowed to guard the chickens because mm. I hardly ever eat them. Right, um, hardly. But there's nobody else to take on the gig. So I guess it's really, you know, either way, you're screwed, maybe. Well, I, Unless again, you're a really good scrum master. Well, if you are in an environment in where you have a manager that, you know, is there to get the most out of the team and to, to help the team, and not just drain or bleed the team, you know, then it could fall on the manager. Again, I'm saying you take, and when I said 15 minutes, I'm saying five to seven minutes at sprint planning, you take a measurement, five to seven minutes at sprint review, you take a measurement, you're done. That's your 15 minutes. If the team is looking, if you're looking for, the organization is looking for predictability in order so they can make commitments, then okay. those two primary indicators are all you need. Now, if you're okay. not satisfied with the information that those two, you know, the velocity and and the completion ratio, if you're not satisfied with that data and you're wondering why, 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 well, then you need to unpack that and look what look at the indicators that are in, impacting those. Okay. Okay. So, and that becomes again that becomes a much broader, yeah, a, a bigger, bigger swamp. It's a bigger swamp, and so that's why I said just with two. Start with the two. Okay. If predictability is your goal. Now, what if product market fit is your goal? You're going to need other stuff. So it all depends on what the goal is of, of your team, the organization. I think this should be a workshop, Derek. Actually, I did a workshop for this uh, about a month ago in Michigan. We should do another one. We should. All right. So do you have any events coming up you want to promote or talk about? 
Um, it looks like uh, I might be speaking at Under Armour in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, coming up here in the next uh, month or two, and that's actually going to be talking about metrics. Okay. Uh, and I also will see. Uh, I submitted a couple of talks for Agile 2018 again around metrics and okay. indicators that your system will fail. Um, but though, and other than that, I am putting something on the blog, the Leading Agile blog, and my personal blog at least once a month. Okay. And uh, that's about it. And your T-shirts. Tell them about your T-shirts. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Of them. So, yeah, I've been uh, trying to flex my creative muscle <laughs> recently, and uh, I've been so creating long. a couple designs, a couple of original designs um, around – you know, what's on the inside is, is really, or what's inside is the quote that I go with. And what it is, is about servant leaders, entrepreneurs, scrum masters. What is it that makes up these people? And it looks like uh, the first group of t-shirts that are actually out on Amazon now. Plug, cool. plug, plug. Uh, They're we'll out on Amazon. We'll put a link in there. Uh, we'll put a link in there. And yeah, um, yeah so it, it looks like a food label. And so you can see... Scrum master. The nutritional label. We'll put a picture like a, of it up on the screen. Yeah. And so, and then they're also out on Cafe Press for journals and coffee cups and things like that. But um, anyway, anyway, so that's what I'm doing uh, between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And, if, and I'm going to put your contact information in the show notes, but if they're listening, how do they get in touch with you? You can reach out to me uh, via Twitter at Derek Ether or Instagram or Facebook and or you can always subscribe to my email list on DerekEther.com. I'd be more than happy to reach out to you and have a conversation. Do you have any uh, training or events coming up? I do. As a matter of fact, I do. I have a lot of classes coming up, which you can always find by going to leadingagile.com slash training. But I have speaking events coming up, so I want to talk about those right now. I am going to be doing a private online class for a company called Ladder Than 10 um, on Agile and Digital Agencies. That's coming up in the next two weeks, I think. Um, but I am going to be speaking at the Project uh, PMI's PM Expo 2018, which is taking place on March 22nd. Um, also talking about digital agencies, and I will be again talking about digital agencies and Agile at the Minneapolis Scrum Gathering. Wow. So, I'm very excited about doing these talks. Um, they're all coming up. We'll put links to them in the show notes. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Sungo or send me an email at dave.prior at leadingagile.com. And if you have a question that you would like covered in a podcast, could be about metrics, could be about anything else, you can just send it to dave.prior at leadingagile.com and we will put it in a future podcast. Sounds awesome. Do you want to show them your shirt before we sign off? Oh, well, yes. I I'll just put got the this. sound bite in there with the shirt. People there we go. Look at that. Are a resource. Yeah, it's not. Start again. Yeah. You tell me Carl might be alive, and I'm very upset about that. Well, he'll be alive for the first episode, then we'll kill him off. Carl will be dead. <laughs> then he'll be All the right. undead Carl. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thanks, dude. Talk to you soon. All right, man. All right, All right take bye. care.